Welcome to Try, Try Again with Catherine Velez, a podcast dedicated to relationships, the one with yourself and others. I wanted to briefly touch on three or four items that sometimes come up during therapy and sometimes are not addressed. What is psychotherapy? What is your relationship with your therapist? Do you really need a therapist or could you just talk to yourself? And what is the ultimate goal of therapy? Let's start with the easier question and a definition I was given years ago. Psychotherapy is a process involving a trained person in the practice of artful application of scientifically derived principles for establishing professional helping relationships with people who seek assistance to resolve large or small psychological or relational problems. This is accomplished through ethically defined means that in the broadest sense involve some form of learning for human development. Basically involves a trained and educated professional assisting clients to achieve their desired goals, usually relating to emotional struggles, relationships, and or mental illness. This makes the relationship with your therapist very different from a life coach or a friend or a family member. The second question, your relationship with your therapist is a little more complex. Sometimes people talk of their therapists as if they're friends or often they will idealize their therapist. Clients sometimes want to be admired by their therapist. Sometimes, especially if they are people pleasers or believe their feelings don't matter, they want to be liked by their therapist. For instance, clients might feel love for their therapist and not just romantic love, but maternal or paternal or childlike love. If you've been told you are unworthy and not good enough and your feelings don't matter, let's say by your mother, your entire life, and you find yourself in a relationship with your older female therapist who works with your strengths and exhibits unconditional positive regard for you and praises you for the beauty that is within you and your choices, it makes sense that little child inside of you might see that therapist as a loving maternal figure. It's called transference. What can happen in a relationship that is focused on you and with someone who cares about you is not judgmental and kindly challenges and appreciates you is that we transfer our feelings toward mother or other onto our therapist. Now this is not problematic as long as it is recognized and addressed. And in fact, it can be very healing in certain situations. Again, the important part of transference is understanding it can occur and talking about it in session. It can also occur with other feelings. Often anger will come up toward the therapist who is challenging or moving to examine an area the client is fearful or hesitant to address. And sometimes that anger is absolutely directed at the therapist and it can be very healthy. But sometimes the anger is transference. It's feeling something toward one person that you really feel toward someone else. Your relationship with your therapist is different from any other relationship you might have. It's part of the reason that it feels a little strange and awkward in sharing your most intimate thoughts and feelings and experiences with, at least in the beginning, a virtual stranger. You are in an intimate relationship. 
revealing vulnerabilities and perhaps ugliness that you've held inside, fearful of the judgment of yourself or others. There may be shame and guilt and pain. Your therapist is someone you don't have to worry about impressing. You can say things to your therapist that you perhaps can't even say in your most intimate personal relationships. There may be things you don't want to share with your spouse or your parents or your children out of fear that they will judge you or look at you differently. And that is a concern. We like to say, be 100% honest and don't have any secrets. But the reality is, depending on the person with whom you're in relationship, they might see things differently. A therapist is a good place to start with that and to see for yourself if this is something you do want to share in your close relationships. A therapist can feel like part priest and friend and parent. And it can feel that way because there is a bit of a power imbalance and you're seeking advice and reassurance and clarity and growth in that relationship with your therapist. But your therapist is not your priest or your parent or your friend. Your therapist is hopefully an educated and experienced professional who's walking with you through this difficult part of your life. I've had people ask me repeatedly if I'm ever sitting in a session and thinking my client is crazy or I can't believe my client just said that or my client's so stupid. My answer is no, absolutely not. I have heard excruciatingly painful admissions and experiences but I, and I have heard this from other therapists as well, because of our training, because of our experience, and because of the work we've done on ourselves, and also because of our care and concern for our clients, therapy is work for your therapist. And we're not sitting there in judgment. Now, a good therapist may look, make it look easy. They may make it look like, they're just sitting there and they're having a cup of coffee with you. But what is happening in your therapist's mind and body during therapy can be quite complicated and complex. We are always trying to listen intently to what you're saying and not saying. We're looking at your body language and your facial expressions. And very often I listen to an entire story about an experience and one particular sentence or even one word stands out. We are trained to have unconditional positive regard for our clients. And when you love mankind, when you love people in that hour that your therapist is with you, they are there for you. They are seeing things from your reported perspective. They are there to try and help you express yourself, explore yourself, and love yourself. And there's no way that work can be done if the therapist is judgmental or thinking all of the negative thoughts I mentioned earlier. One of the things I sometimes encourage clients to do is to process out loud, basically to talk to themselves. And there is science that backs this up. According to an article in the Scientific American based on a study from researchers at the Harvard University Social Cognitive and Effective Neuroscience Lab, That's a mouthful. (laughs) On average, people spend 60% of conversations talking about themselves. And this figure jumps to 80% when communicating by social media platforms like Twitter or Facebook. 
The study reveals that telling personal information produces the highest level of activation in rural regions of the brain associated with reward, but that introspection, thinking or talking about self in the absence of an audience, talking to self, also produces a noticeable search of neural activity in these same regions. So talking about the self is intrinsically rewarding, even if no one is listening. Talking about one's own thoughts and self-perceptions can lead to personal growth via enhanced self-knowledge and improved communication. So talking about ourselves, whether to ourselves or to others, feels good, and it can jumpstart a cycle of self-sharing leading to many long-term benefits. Now, to balance this study as well, I read an article that stated the average client treated with psychotherapy was better off than 80% of the clients who received no treatment. The point being that talking to yourself and processing out loud can have tremendous benefits. What it lacks, though, is practice in relationship with others, which is one of the benefits of psychotherapy, as well as the feedback and challenge that comes and the mirroring that therapists often do with clients. There is a lot of seasoning that goes into being an effective therapist. A good therapist has a combination of education, experience, and training, and has learned to navigate anything that might come up for the client or for themselves while talking with clients. Therapists get triggered or can get triggered just like anyone else. Sometimes when a therapist gets triggered, they will start talking about their own experiences And while a little self-disclosure, when it is of benefit to the client or their relationship with the therapist, can be beneficial. Too much talking by the therapist about their own problems or experiences is a definite problem. Clinical decision-making involves patients' values and characteristics and circumstances, along with clinical expertise, combined with the best available research evidence built on the relationship between the client and the therapist. The ultimate goal of therapy is ending the relationship. It is also another way that your relationship with your therapist is different from other relationships. That doesn't mean you cannot ever see your therapist again, even if down the road you're struggling with something. Very often clients return to work on new issues or rework old issues. It also doesn't mean that sometimes therapy doesn't continue for many years. There's no strict timeline. But what I mean is ultimately the goal of the therapeutic relationship is to explore and examine in a professional, non-judgmental, nurturing environment, practicing those relational skills and practicing maintaining some emotional stability and regularity outside the therapist's office. And when that's achieved with some success, clients often find they have no further need of a therapist or therapy. Never be afraid to tell your therapist this. It is usually a very good sign. Have a week filled with meaning and love.